0: Okay, so let's uh, start with a meditation. So begin by establishing your attention in your body, using your body, your posture, to give yourself a clear feeling of being rooted, established here, and also upright, perhaps confident that you're here fully, inhabiting this place at this time. And then with your posture and your body established to some degree here, taking a few long, slow, deep breaths. Feel your torso expand as you breathe in. And then let go to the pull of gravity as you exhale, relax. return to normal, sit here quietly <clears throat> and see if you can establish the presence of mind of awareness <coughs> of mindfulness, open, expansive, relaxed. Not something you do, but something you are. When you let go of activities of mind, try let go of trying to do something. Can you notice the quality of attention itself, awareness itself? Awareness by itself doesn't require us to work at it. mostly requires us to get out of the way and allow for it. Allow for attention to be here, to be present. Generally, when <clears throat> people allow and open to the experience of mindfulness, it tends to come with a little feeling of expansiveness, lightness, openness, as if there's a field of awareness that's bigger than anything that you can know. And then becoming aware of your breathing within the field of awareness, there is the knowing of an in-breath as an in-breath, as an exhale, as an exhale. bringing the breathing into focus. So in a very simple, ordinary way, there starts to be an understanding, a recognition of the details of breathing, experience of breathing. Breath is long or short, deep or shallow, easy or difficult. Whatever way it is, it's okay. The task is just to be mindful of it and know it for what it is as it is. Take in or include your whole body as you breathe. Breathing in, breathing out, the whole body included in the field of awareness. As you exhale, perhaps, or as you breathe, see if there's small ways that you can relax your body. Or let the body from the inside become more tranquil. Softening the body as you exhale. And as to whatever degree the body gets more settled and soft and relaxed, or not, become aware of the kaleidoscope of sensations that make up the experience of body. The kaleidoscope kaleidoscope of sensations that come into play as you breathe. ripples on the surface of a lake, the various sensations that arise and pass are like ripples across the field of awareness, broad, expansive, relaxed, presence of mind, And some of the details, uh, particulars you can know is a simple pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral quality of your experience as it's occurring, without being for or against it, or making meaning from it, or judging it. Seeing it as it is, pleasant or unpleasant. beginning to tune in that there's an outer life and an inner life. What's the feeling tone of your inner life, your heart? Is it pleasant or unpleasant? Neutral? Continue breathing. Continue being present in awareness. And notice the quality, the feeling tone of your inner life, your heart, your mood, your mind state. being infinitely patient with how things are. And then bring into focus some of the different qualities of the heart, of the mind that might be here now. Expansive, contracted, Heavy or light, clear or obscure. Under the influence of desire or aversion or fear. softening the body. But noticing also the quality of the heart mind. seeing if you can do that without judgment or reaction. Is there peace? Is there agitation? Is there suffering? Is there happiness or well-being in your heart? And then, as you're sitting here, see if you can be attentive enough to notice how it is that desire arises for you or aversion arises for you. As you sit here, there might be subtle or gross ways in which your mind operates on wanting something or not wanting something. If you allow, if you kind of let your let yourself be aware of this process as it occurs of wanting and not wanting, what do you see in that process? What do you see gives birth to wanting? What gives rise to aversion? And when there's wanting and not wanting, can you recognize in the quiet of the mind, can you recognize if there's any contracting or clinging as part of it? Anything you get, the nature of desire, clinging, attachment that gives rise to wanting and not wanting. And as you're sitting here, aware of the inner life, is there anything that's obvious that you'd benefit from letting go of? Not having aversion to it, but letting it be, not getting involved. Let it drift off. What can you let go of now? So you're more here, more resting in a field of awareness. So you're here more at peace. And as you're sitting here, are there any feelings or sense of well-being, joy or happiness or peace that might be here as well? obvious ways of strengthening that peace or well-being. Maybe it's by simply appreciating it, simple appreciation. go into the field of awareness. Letting whatever is good that's happening now in the inner life, let it feed the open awareness. Let it encourage you to stay present. Rest in awareness, abide in the mindfulness, in the quiet mind. Notice what's happening with you body, feelings, heart, and the inner processes, the unfolding. And then to end this sitting, again, check in with yourself. How are you now? And then consider a little bit, what did you learn about mindfulness practice today? What was useful from this day that you would like to remember and incorporate as part of your practice or your life? so, <clears throat> to repeat what I said this morning, there, are, there is mindfulness and there's mindfulness practice. When the Buddha talked about mindfulness, he did not talk about it as being an activity or a doing, but he referred to it more as a being that you would enter into, that you would rest in, you'd dwell in. And um, as opposed to, you know, activate using mindfulness to pay attention to something, and the four foundations of mindfulness were four practices that helped establish this state of mindfulness and becomes established and present in a strong way, in a useful way. And, um, and that uh, mindfulness practice involves this state of mindfulness, which is more of the, they could say, receptive, passive, being quality, and then it also involves clear comprehension, understanding and recognition, which could be seen as more the active principle. Of something we, that's, what, that's the doing part of the practice. And the balance between those two, the being and the doing, is part of the art of meditation. People who do a lot find that the being part of meditation is more useful because they just let go of all the doing. And any suggestion that meditation is doing, the doers sometimes just Dig their own grave. They try too much, Um, and then um, for some people, uh, uh, maybe already kind of not really so much doers, and so maybe they err on the side of just being, and they reach a plateau. It doesn't go anywhere. Just kind of some point, it just kind of they're not so satisfying. And so what's needed then is to to tune up. Is what's needed is the, the the doing part which is primarily uh, the clear comprehension. Seeing more clearly what's here. And it's, it's this clear seeing is, has a lot of characteristics of being, of not doing, because it's not trying to fix anything or change anything. It's just there to see what it is. But it is a little active. Like, what is this? You know, recognize what, what's going on. Sometimes the 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 clear comprehension happens uh, as a natural functioning of the mind, doesn't require us to do anything. It just a relaxed mind will know. Like, now we know that the motor is on again. You know, it just didn't take any effort to know that, just now we know. And um, the, um, um, and sometimes it uh, can, can, uh, can be a little more intentional. Like, let's look at something, let's know something, let's know the qualities of the breath. We focus on it more clearly so this, the, the being and the doing I think are useful dichotomy and they, but they're not supposed to be held in opposition to each other, they can work together the most active doing in this instructions on the four foundations of mindfulness is the, um, I think in my book, the way I read it is um, relaxing the body They uh, feel the breath, feel the whole body and then relax the body or make it tranquil, tranquilize the body, and uh, that's the most active thing that we're told to do. The last foundation of mindfulness, the clear comprehension, the clear seeing, is the most could say, most complicated, most involved. Here, it's not just simply seeing something in the moment as it is, but it's seeing how it unfolds a little bit over time, not over the lifetime, but in the moment as it's unfolding. So it's seeing that, um, that um, you know, if it's restlessness arises, that that restlessness has arisen because we're thinking it's getting close to 3.30 and we have important places to go. And so the thought about going to places and what's next is what gives birth to the restlessness. So, so that's seeing the process, seeing the step-by-step and if your mind is quiet enough, it's obvious. You don't have to think about it. Like, why was that going... Why? Just, you see the thoughts, and see, then next comes restlessness. Or... Um, um, there can be trying to figure out, what in the world is Gil thinking saying today? You know, I'm trying to understand. It doesn't make sense. And then following that comes this general mood of doubt. You know, and so you see, oh, not knowing and trying to understand and thinking something important for me to understand... And and I don't understand it, and so then that next comes this feeling of doubt. You see, there's a connection between these two. If you weren't trying to understand what I had to say, you wouldn't have to be bothered with doubt, right? So you see, kind of as you go along. <clears throat> um, so as the mind, the mind can take in and see the the processes, how they unfold. And this third, fourth foundation of mindfulness is start seeing these processes. And the way it's worded, like with the hindrances, the five hindrances, it says. One recognizes the hindrance when it arises, desire, for example, when it rises. One recognizes what uh, the, the, the origins of it, what gives cause to it to rise. And one recognizes how to abandon it. It doesn't say to abandon it, it just says it recognizes it. Some people will, have, you know, there's nothing wrong with letting go of something if it's easy. <clears throat> but I think there's something, I've seen that's been very powerful about seeing the process or the possibility that's almost like enough to set yourself free. We, we disidentify with it. We're not so caught by it. We say, look, that desire was there for a reason. It's possible to let go of it. It's not fixed. And therefore, I don't take it so seriously. I hold it lighter. It just loosens up on it. Just that is freeing, independent of any letting go that we do. And so, the in the fourth foundation of mindfulness, one of the categories is to see, to Notice the hindrances, but notice the process by which the hindrances come to be and how they let go of. It's also recognizing the seven factors of awakening, which are kind of like, almost like opposite the hindrances. Seven factors of awakening are the good qualities of heart, mind, that come into play as we walk the path of freedom. So it includes mindfulness, investigation, energy, joy, tranquility, concentration, and equanimity. And then the last exercise, last thing to be aware of in this process process, the fourth foundation, is the four noble truths. Which is a little bit what I try to offer you here today now is notice if you're wanting something, clinging to something, and notice what it's it's possible to let go. What can you let go of? Just noticing that process. And um, so here also it doesn't say to actually let go, it just says see clearly how this works. And the more clearly you see, it's almost that the mind will let go of itself, let go of itself, you don't have to do anything. Though you could, if it's easy, nothing wrong with that. So this process of, an, of being and doing, and negotiating this, finding it, and always with mindfulness practice in the background, or in foreground, is remembering that, that mindfulness itself is meant to be, awareness itself is more of a state that we enter into, and try to stay close to that. Don't get caught up in doing and fixing and wanting something to happen, stay in that open, relaxed state of awareness and in that field, then start, you know, having this clear comprehension of what's going on there. And as a practice, if you do it, um, you, you, rather than feeling you have to kind of systematically follow these four steps of the journey, it's almost as if you, that, um, this is the direction the mind will go by itself as you go through as, you, as, you, as you're present and mindful and show up and seeing what's here you'll probably find yourself going through going, in, going into the core into the heart of the matter and the deepest heart of the matter <clears throat> has to do with where you have some choice of either to cling or to let go and um, and if you can let go fully and deeply that's the most intimate wonderful thing you can do that's the heart of the heart of the heart so a journey and um, so the practice of mindfulness often is presented as um, as sometimes don't have a goal don't have an expectation uh, just show up and just be present for what is and that's wise to do that but if you do it it puts you on a journey and these steps so we have a couple of minutes before the end any questions about any of this or you want to say something about this last meditation hear a little bit how that went for some of you You've, you've talked all about mindfulness during meditation and I'm wondering then at some point are we going to be talking about mindfulness the rest of the time when we're not meditating uh, not today not today but but. <laughs> but all the supplies outside of meditation there's no difference so you can, um, you know, when you go out drive your car or do whatever you're going to do next uh, you can still um uh, enter into or establish a quality, a state of attention, awareness that is very meaningful and open and expansive, not caught up in what's going on. You can be aware of your body, what goes on. You can be aware of the feeling tone, the mind state, the quality of the heart you can pay attention to. All these things apply equally well outside of meditation. The only difference between meditation and outside of meditation is that generally... um, you can do do all this work in a more focused way in meditation. You know, it's it kind of stay on track better for most people. But uh, it's certainly my hope that we practice mindfulness outside of meditation. It'd be, it'd be kind of sad if all we did was here. I think this was the first time that I really understood what I was supposed to be doing when I was meditating. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think I understood the fourth foundation at all before. A really quick question: Is there are there polywords for being and doing that you that you've been talking about? These are, these are, I think these are popular Western concepts <clears throat> that I was kind of using to try to explain uh, uh, how these how these practices work in in the ancient world. Um, but uh, to do it, you know, so that the the verbs, as I said, the verbs associated with mindfulness in the text are verbs of dwelling, abiding, establishing, entering into. And so I think that uh, we we don't use that so much when we talk about mindfulness. But if we try to find Western parallels, I think the idea of being works works okay. Um, um, Because it's, it's more of a state that we enter into as opposed to an activity that we do. And the activities we do are this clear comprehension. So, activity versus state being doing. Are there verbs I would, for the doing? I wouldn't take this. Too, I wouldn't aspect? take this. I wouldn't take this too seriously. Yeah. Are there are, are there verbs for the doing part that are associated in the text? There. Uh, yeah. I mean, there are words for but uh, verbs. But the most common uh, verb that's comparable is the word becoming. So the becoming is often seen as the what keeps us uh, caught up in the world. And um, and uh, so it also points to the idea that many times when we're actively doing things, it's not in it. It's not. um, uh, It leaves traces. It conditions us. It it uh, sets something in motion, momentum in motion. And so then we have to live the consequences of it. Something comes into being. It becomes. So so the verbs of becoming are very common. Um, I think that instead of doing, it's becoming. So and it points to the. I think it points to the consequential. Um, uh, the consequences of doing. In a way, doing doesn't point to the consequences. You know? So if I do anger, I'm finished. It's over. Thank you. <laughs> but it's finished, right? But becoming, when you become anger, when you in when the process of becoming, then it implies a little more that something, there's some momentum that goes on. and You've been conditioned and shaped by it. And so I don't know. That's the best I can come up with as an answer. Surely um, It made me feel that I have a little more. Uh, well, no, let me backtrack. Uh, sometimes I will start something, and then it feels as if I can't stop it. Something in the mind, or something that I do, and then I get, I go down that slide of condition, and I can't seem to stop it but uh, today I realized that probably the reason I can't is because I'm not relaxed enough to really see what's Mm. going on so it was very useful for me to understand that first I have to be in that relaxed mindful state before I can really see how it's progressing and choose to intervene great, lovely, that's the lesson from today, I'm delighted (laughs) (laughs) thank you Okay, so um, thank you for participating with us today. Uh, so uh, next time in a month or so, we're going to do the last uh, step of the Eightfold Path, which is the right concentration. And uh, I haven't thought about what, how to offer that class that next time. But I could imagine that it would be a little bit similar to uh, today and more medita- meditation Um, get you all, you know, into the diamond samadhi by noon, by lunchtime. (laughs) You know, something, I don't know. But anyway, to to focus a little bit on the kind of the, what it's meant by concentration, some of the different factors and aspects of it, um, might be interesting to to explore in similar ways we did the mindfulness today. Um, And as is the custom here at IMC, it's the people who practice here who care for the building So if there can be either seven or eight people who'd be willing to stay behind 10, 15 minutes and we're ending 15 minutes early. So 10, 15 minutes to uh, tidy up the bathrooms, the kitchen, uh, clean the floor out there. So one, two, three, four, five, six, a couple more. No? Even though we're ending early? (laughs) Great, thank you. So um, you can check in with uh, Jim here, and um, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Gail. Gail is the manager. Check in with Gail, and so we figure out what to do. And I appreciate a lot your engagement today and being present, and and um, look forward to seeing you at the next Dharma practice day in a month. Thank you. Anybody going to Palo Alto? They can check too.